It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And I have a hankering for the snack food aisle today, Jill. I have a picture in my head of a little box that I want to get. And Snack food or breakfast food? This, well, it's all the same in my house. <laughs> you know, there's the, there's the cereal aisle, but then near the cereal aisle. In the olden days when I used to go to the grocery store. Okay. Uh, that the, must be before my time. On the opposite side of the cereal aisle, there were boxes of treats that were breakfast treats. Right. So I think what you're getting at is the cookie that I've made today, which is a Pop-Tart cookie. I can't believe it. You can. You can. It's real. And I made it. And I'm here to tell you all about it. Well, luckily, I'm here to hear all about it, as are all of our listeners. Everybody wants a Pop-Tart cookie. I remember Pop-Tarts from when I was very young. Yes, uh, they debuted when you were very young. First, I just want to tell you a little bit about my inspiration. Oh. I love a mascot, and I'm not sure if you saw this, but at the end of last year, there was a college football championship called the Pop-Tarts Bowl. No, I didn't see that. And they had a giant Pop-Tart mascot whose name was Strawberry. Yeah. And... He was like super amped up and running around and interviewing people about their favorite flavors. He could talk? Yeah, I think so. Wow, okay, cool. At the end of the game, which Kansas State beat North Carolina State, the Pop-Tart climbed on top of a gigantic toaster and <laughs> lowered himself into it. Oh, no. And the crowd went wild. And then they open up a door at the bottom and out comes the cooked mascot, which the coaches and players of the winning team proceeded to eat. Right? So your face is like... <laughs> I am speechless. I know. And like people... What happened to the and, good... And Twitter was speechless too. Like everybody on the internet just went crazy for the whole thing. They ate the mascot? I mean, the, I know that the person in it the mascot magic, costume is yeah. safe. And yeah. yeah, a different Pop-Tart came out then. But the dramatic, you know, lowering... Of, and he was holding a sign that said something like, dreams do come true. Like it was... He was like fulfilling his destiny by toasting himself. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's made for. Was the toaster Milton the toaster? It wasn't. It didn't have the face. Oh, you remember that, Milton the toaster? That was the mascot when I was young. Right. Okay. Um, so here is the story of Pop-Tarts from when we were young. It was actually Post, the Post company that tried first. Not Kellogg's. And they, Not Kellogg's. And they were using a new technology developed for the Gainsburger dog food that would enable the filling to stay moist. Gainsburger were hamburger-shaped Yeah, it was like chop meat, right? It looked Uh, like individual... Yeah, I'm sure it was some type of dog food, you know, but uh, it wasn't human food. I don't remember there being... A nice strawberry center. No, no, but it was, like mo- it was like moist. It was molded. It's, yeah, it was like Play-Doh. Oh, you know what was, I mean? It was moist. Yeah. yeah and it was it, in a package. It wasn't like dry or hard. Yeah. So this is, yeah. And I know you like machinery, like the pot, the machinery that makes, that puts the foil on them. Oh, yeah. They knew it would only like go for a certain number of hours and they'd need an expensive new machine. So the reason why there's two in a pouch is just to like save hours on that machine. Really? 
I mean, there's so much. There's probably whole books. There's so much lore. lore. Yeah. So the post product was called. That's enough for me. No, there's more. (laughs) Can we eat the cookie? Not yet. (laughs) Just a few more factoids because it's so much fun. Okay. The post product was called Country Squares. And this was the 60s. This and was really? Square. Early 60s? Square what? meant. Yeah, it was like, say, 63. They came up with oh, the country squares. This is pre-me. You know, square meant like uncool. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> and somehow Kellogg's kind of beat them to the, you know, they, they were able to take it and tweak it and market it in such a way that it really took off. They had four original flavors that debuted for some reason in Cleveland. Okay. Hello, Cleveland. These are your four flavors of Pop-Tarts. And now there are like 20 or 30 flavors. And everybody loves them. And everybody has a favorite. And everybody's a favorite. The most popular is the strawberry frosted flavor. The s'mores one is the most popular for my children. At your house. And, um, I usually can't eat them because they're glu- they're glutinous. Mm-hmm. They don't make a gluten free one. Not yet, but, but wait till you see this cookie. So, when I thought about that pop tart guy, oh, I just wanted to say one more thing that Walmart says that strawberry frosted pop tarts are something that they sell a huge amount of when there is a hurricane coming. Oh, interesting! It's like a weird little social metric that that's a that's a behavior that people do. They're like, oh, we're gonna need shelf stable stuff, like, and they just like grab up this, oh, sure. the pop tarts interesting and there's so much the four so original much flavors let's see strawberry i'm sure strawberry frosted so that was in 1964 and then they went nationwide in 1965 they they figured out how to get the um frosting to not like they they were at first yeah, unfrosted they weren't, un, they weren't frosted in 1967 they made a frosting that wouldn't like just wreck your toaster right yeah, and still not all of them were toasted. Right. Were all were frosted. And right. I remember vividly getting stuck with the unfrosted. Oh, and that was not uh, not and desirable. It was the brown sugar. I one. like the brown sugar. All right, so Mil- Milton uh the spokes toaster came in 1971. He's the same age as me. Um so the original four flavors are strawberry, blueberry, brown sugar cinnamon, and apple currant. Yeah. Um, apple currant went away because nobody knows what currants are, and like later it came back. There are a- there were apple pop tarts uh, at a later date. Just apple. Date. Yeah. Do they? Oh, okay. I haven't seen. Those I don't know. In a I mean, yeah. so many like my, they have like A and W root beer flavor, and you. yeah, they have so many flavors. Okay. You name it, it's been pop tarted, right? So, when I wanted to make a cookie to show my admiration for this mascot, I did a quick search, and the, one of the first ones that came up was a crumble copycat. And I don't know if you remember, but I did a crumble copycat, and I don't even necessarily think it's the same, you know, blogger. Crumble the bakery. Right. Sure. But the copycat, somebody called Life of a Foodie, or Loaf, made this one. Cute. But previously, I did a crumble copycat that was a blueberry pancake i think oh yeah and it was like eating a blueberry eating a blueberry pancake but a cookie yeah and so i was like i'm definitely gonna try it and i haven't tried the cookie yet but i did pinch a bit of the dough Uh and it totally tasted like the pop tart yeah crust so i can't wait to try it and i can't wait for you to try it and tell me what you think i'm ready i'm ready let's dig into this cookie it's big 
Yep. The recipe makes only six, which you could easily double or triple it, but I just made six. I didn't know how they'd work. So it's it's a big round cookie and it's got frosting on it and the sprinkles, which I really appreciate it. And I wondered when you said you were going to make this, whether it would come with the sprinkles because the Pop-Tarts that I like yeah. uh, have that. And I'm going to cut it in half. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Kind of oh, under, kind undercooked. Of <laughs> still kind of warm. Mm. Wow. It's a lot of cookie. I think there's way more dough to fruit ratio, you know, like a hundred times more. Than in a Pop-Tart. Than in a Pop-Tart, which is not a bad thing. Uh-huh. And I do think the flavor is pretty darn accurate. Spot on. What do you think? Yeah, spot on. Especially the combination when you get a good pocket of the jelly on the cookie. Then you get that magical, It's like a Pop-Tart, yeah pop-tart taste yeah it's um definitely cookier than a pop-tart right and so was the pop-tart cake yeah you know and it's got a nice icing the icing is just white chocolate chips with a little i never would have guessed that oh yeah yeah i just licked it (laughs) never would have i never would have sussed that out so mad props to this baker life of a foodie i'll look up her name for us and i'll just tell you a couple things about the making of it before I assume you know some science, maybe Gainsburger science. Mm, I didn't prepare Gainsburger science. (laughs) I want to say two things about the making of the cookie. One is an ingredient. This gal called for vanilla, or if you have it, a butter vanilla emulsion. Mm, We've done that before. I didn't have it, and I just did a quick search. There are not many recipes for it. No. I did find something that said it would work, and I basically put a lot of vanilla in with some butter... You end up with a lot. And confectioner sugar. Yeah. And I believe the emulsion that I would buy if I were to buy it in a bakery supply store would be like a liquid in a bottle. Yeah. And this was just like butter. It was like vanilla butter. Yeah. Um, But I use it anyway. And maybe that is the flavor of a Pop-Tart. Yeah. And then the second thing was in the making of it. I was dreading working with the jelly, you know, the hamantaschen. I didn't remember our our special methods, but it, you know, it took a while for me to get the hang of that. And the recipe says to make a well with a spoon and put the jelly in it. Well, no. I mean, the jelly was going to go all over the place. I had to make it a very like flat and deep, like a taco salad taco bowl. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Put the jelly and then seal it all up. One of them I sliced in half and made like a sandwich and pinch it shut. And that one came out looking really nice, but it ended up I kind of had to sacrifice it because they were so soft because they're so big and you're only baking it at 350 for 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then I did like another two minutes and then another two minutes. And finally, I was like, I got to go. <laughs> and that cookie kind of fell apart when I turned it over to see if it was brown on the bottom. Mm-hmm. But overall, even though the process was like I almost wanted to cry, they came oh. out actually, they look actually totally fine. Yeah, It's not like a big jelly mess everywhere. Right, they're delicious too. They are quite tasty. Are you going to eat that last yeah. little bit? Oh, no, you can eat it. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And we are probably doing a huge public service. Are we? Yes, because... Oh, some people think that Pop-Tarts are bad for you. Some people think that Pop-Tarts are bad for you. So this is an incentive to like make your own, right? Yeah, and... Pop-Tarts on their own aren't bad for you. They have preservatives in them. This does not have any preservatives in it. It does not. No. So if you are worried about preservatives, this is a recipe that you could go online and find at Loaf. Or we'll put it on our Facebook group. Our Our listeners know where to find our recipes. And in 2021, 
the Business Insider website published an article with the title, Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its Contain Preservatives That Could Harm Your Immune System. Oh, dear. Oh, you got to click on that. We don't want to harm our immune system in 2021. That was a terrible time for immune systems. Well, what they were reporting on is true. Researchers from the Environmental Working Group, which is a legitimate group of scientists. Yes, it is. I have heard of it. Found that TBHQ... Tertiary butyl hydroquinone. I'm pretty sure that's one of my blood pressure medicines. Maybe not the whole thing. <laughs> I'm making a joke. You were oh, <laughs> okay. But you've heard of hydroquinone, no? During the whole... Is that uh, what? Is that like uh, something that's used in fish tanks and people were like eating it to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's an also an additive to preserve foods, the tertiary butyl hydroquinone, okay. which is different. So, yeah, completely different. Add those things in it's a salt. All kind of kinds of things thing. are going to happen. Well, it turns out that in the test tube and in rats, in, vit- in vitro and in vivo, but not in humans, okay, it affected immune cell proteins, which may impair the immune system. So I had to do a little more digging because... That just sounds a little vague. It's also concerning, you know, so you want to, if you're going to say something on a podcast, you want to be pretty accurate. Well, this podcast. Absolutely, because we have the name laboratory in our podcast title. Well, according to my favorite website, the National Institute of Health. Okay. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) To Dr. Fauci and the woman who took his place and your friend, Michelle, who works there. Well, Missy. Missy. Melissa. Melissa. (laughs) Tertiary butyl hydroquinone is an antioxidant, but it's not the good kind of antioxidant. It protects food. I mean, I say right as if I know what I'm talking about. Oh, tell me more. That have iron. (laughs) Okay. From discoloration. Yeah, you don't want a rusty Pop-Tart. <laughs> right? That would be gross. Yeah. However, a number of studies have shown that chronic exposure to TBHQ may be carcinogenic. Okay. The website Healthline reports that TBHQ is used in fats, specifically. To preserve the product that has a fat in it? Including vegetable oils and animal fats. And many processed food contain some fats. So you can imagine that Pop-Tarts have some type of fat in it. Mine have butter. Yeah. So it's found in a wide range of products. For example, snack crackers, noodles, and fast I mean, and this kind foods. of goes along with like eat less processed food, right? Like you could have a Pop-Tart. It's not going to kill you, but don't have like only Pop-Tarts. It's often added to frozen fish products. Weird. And it's allowed to be in the highest concentration in that. So like fish sticks. I love fish sticks. Well, you're getting your daily requirement of TBHQ. And probably mercury also, right? Maybe. But food isn't the only place you'll find TBHQ. No, No, it's also included in paints, varnishes, and skincare products. Okay, but I don't eat those. No, but you rub the skincare But I might not want to put them on my skin, yeah. Right? And you should not paint or varnish yourself. <laughs> Good advice. Pro tip here <laughs> from Cookie Lab. The FDA considers TBHQ to be safe. Okay. Particularly in small amounts. However, some research indicates that Americans may be getting more than they should. And this is where I say that Pop Tarts alone are not 
dangerous. It is, as always, the amount that you eat. What I believe is that if you had a diet only of pop tarts, right, right, I don't. We're not recommending that for for many, many, many reasons. Yeah, yeah. A 1999 evaluation. Now that's before the 2021 headline. Significantly by the World Health Organization found that the average intake of TBHQ in the United States is to be around 0.6 milligrams of body weight. And that's about 90% of the acceptable daily. Okay, so that's getting kind of close. It's getting kind of close. And so if you're on this in the part of the population that's eating a lot of Pop-Tarts and Cheez-Its. Yeah. Then you might want to cut back a little. Think about that. You might have some have an egg odd one immune day a week. problems. Oh, yeah? And might be being caused by that. No. Might not be. I, this is big words. This is, what are you saying? No, that, it, it definitely That's what does they're those saying? things. Yeah, oh. it definitely does those things. So, um, Well, guys, the cookies that I made are safe and delicious. I encourage you to try yourself. That You'll get the Pop-Tart uh, entertainment factor out of it maybe not you don't get to put it in your toaster and watch it watch it dramatically go down and holding a sign you could put a little flag in it says i'm going to fulfill my destiny (laughs) but yeah i'm psyched i'm psyched to have found this i am psyched to have eaten it yeah and if we had a plate full of them I would, which we don't, because there were only six, and, and I had to give them to my, my family. <laughs> what would you say, Chris? I would Chris? say, keep your paws off my cookie, off your pop tart, off my pop tart oh, cookie. One more little, <gasps> one thing. more last, just bit. a tiny factoid. Yeah. Remember how I said that they were called country squares? Yes. And so Kellogg's first name for them was something like fruit scones. Oh sure. But then yeah. they rebranded it pop tarts with a wink to the pop art. Oh, movement like the Andy Warhol, yeah, yeah. kind of going in the opposite yeah. direction of country squares. Popular, yeah. Tarts. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought us. So this think Campbell Soup cookie. Yeah, yeah. Pop Tarts. Yeah, Marilyn I will, Monroe. I will think it. Oh my gosh! Now <laughs> it is getting to be such a nostalgic cookie. I love it. I love it. Thank I'm you so for glad. making it and baking it and bringing it to our audience. Great. And next week, we will have more treats. Yay. All right. Thank See you. See you then. Bye. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.